Hello and welcome to mini episode 30 of Real Life Ghost Stories. Oh you do. I've got four stories for you today. Four? Yes. And they're all about picnics and butterflies and sunshine and lollipops. In that order, yeah. Hmm. Wow, are you psychic? Yeah. We're in a very giddy mood again today, so I'm sorry <laughs> if we're being a bit rambly and weird. Our first story today comes from Katie. The first happened to me in my first year of college. I lived in one of the three oldest dorms on campus, which were built in the 1960s, and I was there in 2007. They weren't particularly old, and I don't remember any stories about them being haunted, but they were still creepy, especially on the weekends when most residents were gone. One rare weekend, when my roommate and I were both in our room, her alarm went off early, and we both woke up. I don't remember why, but my attention was immediately drawn to her water bottle that was sitting near her bed. I remember this because the liquid in the bottle had turned red overnight. It looked like watered-down Kool-Aid. We both noticed it, and spent the next several minutes freaking out trying to figure out what could have turned her water that colour. I checked my water and it was fine. We checked the water from the faucet, thinking maybe it had come from the pipes, and she just hadn't noticed it before. But it was fine too. She bravely drank a little of it, to see if maybe she'd gotten up in the night and added some of that flavouring liquid to it and just didn't remember it happening. But that wasn't it either. We went through a thousand possible explanations. Did the sunlight through the window cause a reaction that made it change? Or was it a sign of a demon in our dorm room? Eventually, she discovered a tiny, round, half-dissolved pill at the very bottom of the bottle. Turned out she'd accidentally spat her birth control pill into the bottle the night before and the dye had leaked out turning the water red. Thank God it wasn't demons. The second story actually happened to a long-time family friend. I'll call him John, who went to high school with my mom. John worked on the Queen Mary in Long Beach, California when he was in his 20s. For those unfamiliar with the Queen Mary, it's an ocean liner built in the late 1930s. It was used as a passenger cruise ship, think Titanic but smaller, but served as an Allied troop transport during World War II. It was moored in Long Beach in the late 1960s and it's now a tourist attraction and hotel. Anyway, John worked for the hotel side of the ship so he'd often be there after hours when there weren't a lot of people around and obviously had access to parts of the ship where visitors and guests weren't allowed. One night, John was walking through one of these restricted areas towards a set of double doors. One half of the door was closed and the other half was open. He saw a woman he didn't recognise on the other side of the closed door. They were the kind where the bottom half is wood and the top half is a window. And asked if she was lost because that area wasn't open to guests. Then the woman walked past the open half of the door. And he saw that she had no legs. She was just floating. That first one had me Loved in stitches. It. Loved it. <laughs> because it was, I was like, the water turned red. Oh my oh, God. I was thinking when I got to the pill bit, I was like, somebody's broken into yeah. their dorm room and tried to like 
stroke her. Yeah. That is so scary. And then, like, it just the spit up birth control pill. I, also, I don't know whether it's brave or stupid <laughs> drinking out that bottle. I definitely drink it. Well, I drink it if I saw it lying around and there was no context for it because I just presume it'd be one of your squashes. Do you remember when it was? Was it last year, the year before, where like they found an old sarcophagus? And there was a fluid in it and oh, people yeah. were like, we want to drink the fluid. Yeah. And the archaeologists were like, no, <laughs> why would you want to do that? Because some people were thinking it's got special powers. I mean, it has, Death. but yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> that second story is, um, I, you know, right, as much as I don't want to go to haunted places, the Queen Mary is somewhere I'd actually be quite interested in staying just because of like the old vibe of it anyway. And the history of it. Yeah. Queen Mary is something we're definitely going to do an episode on at some point oh, in the future. Someone definitely we're going to go. I was like, oh, we'll go there exciting. too. If you want to go, we'll go to the Queen Mary. But yeah, good two, two little short stories. Two very Love different them. stories as well. <laughs> And story number two comes from, I'm going to say it's Mary, and I'm really sorry if I've gotten the pronunciation wrong. As a child, I always believed in the supernatural, especially in ghosts. However, it wasn't until I was eight years old when my family moved into a new house that I actually saw one. It was a terraced Victorian house in northeast London and it was beautiful. However, there was always something about the house that made me uncomfortable. There were cold spots around the house, rooms where the cat would try and catch things that weren't there, and the way that you felt watched any time you were alone. On a few occasions, I remember thinking that I'd seen someone in the house, but I always chalked it up to a trick of the light. However, once when I was walking across the road from the house on my way home from school, I looked up to see a woman looking out of my parents' bedroom window on the first floor. Freaked out, I went to my elderly neighbour's house across the road and waited until I could see the lights had come on and my mum's car was parked outside. My neighbour calmed me down and said not to worry. It was just a reflection of something. She had a strange look in her eyes but seemed certain of this, so I believed her. However, later when I went to look out of the window, I realised the house overlooked a yard, so there was nothing to reflect. Once my father and I walked into the house together, and we both saw a woman going up the stairs. This was the moment I knew it wasn't just me. My dad looked at me and asked if I'd seen it too. I nodded and we didn't discuss it again until a few years later when they had moved house. Talking about it, my dad said that he had seen her a few times, and that he knew who she was. It turns out that the elderly neighbour's great-aunt had lived and died in the house, and that she had also told him that she had seen her in the windows. This explained the look in her eyes when I told her. However... The thing that truly made my blood freeze was when my dad revealed that on occasion when he was watching TV after my brother and I had been put to bed, out of the corner of his eye, he would see her pacing up and down the corridor. This scared me because I had heard her doing it when no one else was at home, but I'd always thought that I was just being paranoid. So that it's like the daughter and the dad have got some kind of connection to her, isn't it? 
Yeah. And I also think it's really nice, not nice, because that's not the right word. That's no, definitely not nice. But comforting <laughs> if somebody else sees it at the same time as you. Yeah, but that's your deep-seated, like, fear of not being believed. I know, it? I know, right? I know. And it makes you go, oh, it's not just me. Yeah. Oh, I did see her. I'm not just going crazy. <laughs> yeah, it all comes down to my deep-seated, deep-rooted fear of not being believed. I don't know why we don't see more of them. Maybe you do, but maybe you do and you just don't realise. Maybe they're not necessarily in old houses. Maybe it's like your milkman that you see in Canterbury, you know? (laughs) Right, I'm going to get a photo of this guy. The next time I can go to Canterbury, I'm just going to stand in the middle of the high street for like four hours at one spot, just waiting. When I see him, I'll take a photo of him and then I'll run. I I genuinely don't know who you're talking about. There's a dude, there's this man. He dresses in a milkman's outfit. (laughs) In all the and years, milk, we in all the years I've lived in Canterbury, I've never seen this man. He is a thing, like he is a thing. I'm sure someone in Canterbury can corroborate this. But then, do you ever wonder, like, so my friend, well, your friend, because you stole him from me, Paddy, <laughs> told me one day that he saw me walking down the high street in Canterbury, and I was doing a show at the time. And my thing is to rehearse lines when I'm walking, and I was walking down the street, fully immersed talking to myself and doing doing my whole monologue as I was walking down the street and he said I was going to go and speak to you but you just looked so mad and he said you looked so mad that even I knew you were rehearsing lines and you still looked mad so imagine if you're like if people have seen me because sometimes I wear odd clothes you know what I mean I've never seen you in a milkman's outfit I haven't wore a milkman's outfit that's true but there's always there's always time think if people see me ranting to myself walking down the high street they'd be like and I saw this ghost of an Elizabethan woman <laughs> no because I've never seen you wearing an Elizabethan outfit I did that one time when I had to bring cast oh, yeah, that's, true. that's true that is true um, yeah I, I... it sounds it's a bit like the start of it where she saw the woman looking out the window it was a bit like your um, hospital haunting yeah thanks for bringing that up wasn't it Someone watching you on yeah, the Yeah, very, very made my made me shudder thinking about it. I always, I also feel like this is the, um, you know, the fierce spinster great aunt. Oh, definitely. You know, that was like proper fiery and like doing stuff. Like, remember that story we had about um, like riding riding airplanes and flying horses. You know, Marjo, the story we had a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Where it was her grandmother coming back and she was a really fierce woman coming back. Yeah. Telling people how they should be living their yeah. lives. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. That kind of fierce female energy. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. Just just staying in a house because, you know, she wants to make sure it's being looked after. I like it. And story number three, it comes from Eve. I was close with my aunt when I was younger. She was an amazing woman and never had a negative thing to say about anyone. She passed away in 2011 due to complications with diabetes, a disease she had been diagnosed with at the age of 12. Fast forward to 2012, on the anniversary of the date of her death. My girlfriend at the time woke me up in the middle of the night. She said she saw someone standing in the corner of our bedroom. Mind you, we lived in a pretty small house and there wasn't a way to get into our room as our bedroom door was locked. Anyway, I popped up and looked. Nothing was there. 
As I turned to tell her that I didn't see anything, standing behind her was the silhouette of my aunt. I could tell by the shape of my aunt's hair and body that it was her. Without saying a word, I slowly put my head back down on the pillow and told my girlfriend to go to bed. The next morning she says to me, I know this sounds crazy, but what I saw last night really looked like your Aunt Vicky. I told her that I did see her too, but I didn't want to make a big spectacle and scare her or get myself freaked out. That was the only experience I had in that house. I'm now happily married to someone else in a new house and we had one experience where in the middle of a verbal argument our TV stand toppled over and each of us had something on it that broke. We were convinced it was our loved ones telling us to knock our shit off and make up. Anyway, thanks for reading and I hope you enjoyed my email. That's cool. Very good reaction there as well to just go, okay, we're going to accept this is happening. We're not going to freak out. We're just going to go back asleep. But then part of me is like, if you recognize them that much, like if you know it's someone that you loved or love standing there, it's weird, but it's not like... It's not terrifying. You're not not looking at a demon. Yeah. It's not like a little girl ghost or something like that. Yeah. Like it's not going to, you're not going to go, oh shit, I'm in fear for my life. Yeah. It's not like a big man in a wide brim hat standing over your bed, (laughs) is it? No, unless her Aunt Vicky had a propensity for wearing wide brimmed hats and trench coats. Even if she did, like it was just that recognition, 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 recognition of it being a family member is reassuring. And I think that's, You can just go, okay, you know, you can have that wherewithal to go, now's not the time, we'll talk about or, this later. I've seen you, yeah. I'm recognising this, yeah. but we're not going to make a big deal yeah, out of it no, right that's now. What, that's what I, meant. I yeah. meant. I didn't mean, now's not the time to go away on, I meant, we don't need to talk about this now, now is not the time to talk about it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the TV stand falling over. I, would, I do wonder though, you know, like with... The way we always talk about poltergeist activity being linked to teenage girls and strong emotions and all that stuff. I wonder if the like the, 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 the like heat of their argument made some like Matilda like powers. You never smashing know. Smashing shit up. You never know. We've all got superpowers. May I just want to be Matilda? Why is that so much to ask? You wanted to be in, have evil parents and a horrible headmistress. Okay, I want to be the good bits of Matilda, not the terrible dark parts of that story. So I've got one more story for you. Okay. And this story comes from Ishara. Our house isn't particularly old and not creepy at all. Just a normal semi-detached family home. As far as I know, there haven't been any deaths in the house or graves found nearby or anything else to cause paranormal things to happen but they always have happened. The earliest memory I have of these occurrences happened when I was probably about 10. There were small things that happened in the house. Things that you think nothing of until you put them all together. The porch light being turned off when one of us was sure we'd left it on for another member of the family coming home from work. The bath taps being shut off once you'd walked out of the room to get a towel plates shifting in the kitchen cupboards. Only when my mum noticed a broken shirt button kept being pushed off the kitchen counter while she was seemingly alone in there, did she realise that this wasn't quite normal. She called a clairvoyant. 
who confirmed that we had the spirit of a little girl in the house. Oh no. She was playing with us and just wanted to be noticed. Since then, we've had less activity, but always the occasional strange thing, like a photo of me falling off a wall full of photos while the others didn't move. Why me? None of these things have ever felt malicious or scary, so I have no reason to be concerned. I wanted to tell you one of the most significant things that ever happened. A few years back, my mum was going out for the evening. She desperately wanted to bring her blue handbag that would have matched her outfit but couldn't find it anywhere. She settled for another one, the exact same bag but in black. I was at my boyfriend's house that night, all night. My brother went out with his friends, leaving the house empty. My mum came home at about 12 and my brother came in shortly afterwards. They all went to bed and everything was normal. At some point in the early hours of the morning, my mum got up to go to the toilet. In our house, my parents' bedroom is directly across the landing from the bathroom and the stairs are to the right as you make that crossing. Mum says that as she was on the landing, there was a voice in her head screaming at her to look over the banister and down the stairs. She was thinking, no, I really don't want to. That's weird and creepy. It's dark. I just want to go to the toilet and get back into bed. But the pull was so strong that she looked. And in the dead centre of the bottom of the steps was her blue handbag. My brother swears it hadn't been there when he came in. So sometime in those few hours while they were asleep and while I was out, it had appeared in plain sight. This happened quite soon after my mum lost her mother and she's certain that it's my nan's way of giving us a sign that she made it to the other side all right. That is... Was fine. I was fine with that story. <laughs> that little was fine, things, yeah. Little things going on, you know. They're small things. The shirt button is, is funny, isn't it? Because it's such an insignificant thing. But it just, you know, if it falls off and you put it back in the middle of the counter and then it falls off again, you're like, how is that happening? And so I can see why they made the connection. And then the clever weren't saying this little girl. I'd be like, no, burn the house down. All done. No, That's thank it. you. I'm over with that. And I was terrified when she heard the voice looking about, looking down the stairs. I knew in my head it was going to be the handbag, but then part of me was like, maybe she's going to see like a burning man ghost or she's going to see like the little a girl, worse. little girl with horns or something like that. little girl know. holding your handbag. Yeah. Oh, she'd get some fucking kick in the face for handbag, me. Handbag, knife in her hand. Um, I quite like ghosts that take things and put them back again. Well, maybe it never... But maybe or maybe it, it was lost and it found yeah, it for so her. So actually it spent mm. all that time Either looking way, for it. And then I'm into it. Like, oh, here it is. This is good. We could do with... No, actually, I'm not going to say... I'm not going to ask for a ghost to come and find the stuff. I'm good. We can just lose the stuff. That's good. Basically, <laughs> I lose things all the time. I think the most said phrase in our house is, have you seen my... Followed by something yeah. else that I've lost. Because I just lose things all the time. It's just the way I am. So if you enjoyed this week's episode and you want to send in your own story, you can send it to Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on all of our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. All of the information that you need is on our website, which is reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so. Patreon.com forward slash stories, And you can sign up for either $5 a month or $2 a month. And the beauty of Patreon is that it's not a contract. You can cancel it any time that you want to immediately. Yep. Happy days. Yep. 
And on that note, we shall see you next week. Bye.